Today's episode is brought to you by Romer Skincare. Based out of Chicago, Romer launched a work-from-home clean skincare line that covers all your skincare needs with three easy steps. Why you should check them out? It's simple ingredients and effective results. Perfect upgrade if you are still washing your face with a bar of soap or a drugstore face wash. Right now, Romer Skincare is offering our listeners 15% off and a gift with your first purchase by using the code LISTENER15. That's code LISTENER15 on their website, romerskincare.com. Impress your partner and get a happy skin. Welcome to Wild and Basic. Today, I have a very special guest. She's an actress. She's a host. She's also an influencer. We have met, oh my God, such a long time ago. Hi, Sarah. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me today. Even though we're on different coasts, I'm super excited to see your beautiful face on Zoom, as always. <laughs> I'm just so excited to have like a interaction with people. Like It feels strange. I know, <laughs> I know right? It's like... Okay, so I do have to say, I know, obviously, COVID, you have to take it very seriously, especially for other people, making sure you're doing the best to your ability of keeping everyone safe. But I have been like interacting, kill me, maybe tell me that's wrong. But I just feel like I can't be in the house anymore. I've like, done it. I mean, of course, I wear a mask and everything. But like, Man, I just feel like I need a little like social experimenting, you know? No, I totally get it. I feel like after a certain while when you're at home, you started like, you're like, oh my God, am I losing my mind? Is like something going on? Like you start to just like overthink, like over overthinking. Like I'm generally overthinker, but it just starts to like turn into like a different thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, I agree. Even like the Postmates delivery person, I'm like, oh, I haven't like been touched in a while. Like, hey, how are you? I know, know? like, do you want to come in? (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, okay, going crazy. Oh, for sure, for sure. No, it's so crazy because I think, um, I don't want to talk too much about this because I feel like I definitely made like an entire episode about it. But I literally (laughs) remember when like this, you know, it was so bad before, now it's just kind of like, better in New York City and people were inviting like oh do you want to come to the picnic or like just social distancing still but I'm just like oh my god I don't know how I feel about like just seeing like I feel like seeing one or two friends is fine but like five Mm -hmm. maybe ten you're just kind of like I don't know I don't know I know I agree and something interesting for me just in working in film and tv is obviously a lot of productions have fully come to a full end stop but there also is a lot that keeps happening. And like, for me in my position, I'm not on unemployment. <laughs> they didn't give it to me. They, they're like, no, you don't need it. And I'm like, no, but I literally do. So I got denied unemployment and I need to work. Like I have to pay rent. So each production that I work on is so different in how they're dealing with COVID. It's like not one exact way. Each production is not going a similar way. One production, no one wears a mask. No one gives a shit. Everyone's like going to crafty and eating whatever they want and hanging out with each other. And then the other production will be like, you have to get COVID tested once every three days. You like basically have to be in like a hazmat suit. So it's really interesting, like navigating the different COVID sets and also dealing with meeting new people in their perspective on COVID and how they feel about it. Because you don't want to be like disrespectful towards them, but you also don't want to like go against how you feel. So it's just a bag of randomness. <laughs> no, I totally agree with you because like first was the unemployment for sure, because I thought I would get it too. But then they're just like, oh, because I have also a YouTube channel, even though I still I don't make like millions with it or anything. But they're like, you are right. not qualified for it. I'm like, great. I know it's like Thanks. it's like freelance creatives. Like they're like, oh, no, you don't need anything. Meanwhile, it's like we make less than like sometimes you'll get a great paycheck, but then usually it's like not that much. No. So I guess in the, in the, in the positive way to look at it, it's kind of good to not rely on our government for anything. Cause clearly they don't really have our best interests in mind anyway. So it's like, if I'm relying on their money every month to pay my rent, then like they just decide to stop. I don't know what I'll do. So 
I guess. Oh my god, you know. yes. Okay, um, so I want us to start with like your acting career. Like, how did you sure. start? Like, what was it like? You're just like, oh, I just want to be an actress. Like, how did it start? Oh my god. Okay, so I started acting when I was eight years old, and so I'm originally from East Hampton, New York, and. Okay, when you hear that now, everyone's like, oh, luxury. Like, she must be a billionaire. <laughs> yeah. No, not even close. Like, locals from East Hampton are not, like, wealth, really. Like, it's, like, normal human being type of situation there. And um, so growing up, I was a huge tomboy, like, obsessed with frogs, um, skateboarding, really. I'm an only child, so just, like, kind of, like, independent, weird Polish girl. And so I got involved with this theater company called Stages. And from eight to 18, I was in these musicals. And it was funny, like I always wanted roles of the princess or uh, something beautiful, but the director would only give me male roles. And at the time I was like, dude, no, like I wanna be the princess and a pretty girl, but they would only give me the male or like comic relief roles. And I hated it. But then like at the point of where I'm at now, I'm like really grateful for growing up in that experience, in that realm, because I, I don't know. I feel like it's more fun to play higher dimensional characters than just like, oh, the victim or the pretty girl. So that's where I started. I was also in high school, I was a menace. Like if you ask anyone from my hometown, they'll be like, oh, that girl's like, a nut job like I would do crazy pranks to all my teachers like I almost was suspended so many times almost didn't graduate like I was like a dick student <laughs> and uh like okay one funny example my friends were all in this like AP bio class an idiot I couldn't get into it I was always like the art girl or like photography so I went into their class and the teacher left and they were dissecting sharks and I stole one of the baby <laughs> sharks and like threw it down the hallway. Like I was a menace. So my friends would always videotape me and we would like, this was before like TikTok and YouTube. It was like, we would just make videos on our MacBooks. And so that's kind of where I developed um, on camera presence of trying to always make people laugh. That was always my main um, focus was like making people laugh at my expense, whatever that was doing pranks, being weird, being ugly. So I still do that in a sense where I, I love stand-up comedy. I miss doing it. I don't do it anymore because I live in LA. <laughs> um, so that's where I started. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So <clears throat> now what is happening right now? Like, the, you know, ever since like the pandemic and everything, because I have like seen even in your city in some places that like they're saying that they started a production. Uh, or like they are doing the production it's a shit show it's like i how i feel is this it's if it's like a huge budget and it's like kind of closer to a studio film they really can't do anything because there's so many liabilities there's so many like names attached there's so much money involved that if something goes wrong then it's like a shit show mm -hmm. so all of the bigger productions are definitely on hold but if you like kind of like trickle down to like indie world where you do like independent films or even independent series mini series music videos things without like million dollar budgets are still happening more so non-union work and okay it's some of it's not ideal Deal, but I'm still on set meeting humans working on shows making connections still doing what I like to do just in an altered state kind of where no, uh, mm -hmm. I mean I got booked on a couple features that completely are like oh we don't know if we're happening anymore and that sucks but it's just kind of the wild west of this industry where even if COVID wasn't happening you can get everyone can be like oh you're so good i want to put you as the star of my feature and like it doesn't happen until you're on the set so you kind of take everything with like a grain of salt <laughs> no that i totally agree because here's the interesting story i was so like disappointed but i'm just like i guess it happens right before COVID, i think it was like gonna be happening in march uh i was casted for this like tv segment 
Um, and the thing is, that was like in the talks since January. Uh, oh my gosh, uh, yeah. Yeah, and I remember I signed a contract and everything. We met people. I was like, yeah, this is cool, exciting. And like yeah. literally <laughs> right before COVID, they were like, or it was like getting there. They were like, okay, it's on pause. I was like, okay, that could, you know, pick up, you know, you never know. Then literally, I think it was like maybe barely a month. They were like, okay, yeah, it's it's over. Like it's gone. Yeah, yeah. I know that's, it's such a shame, but truly even if covid wasn't happening this happens all the time in this industry it's like the only job that you can like put so much effort into and training and money and meeting people that even if you get told you have the job there is no truth to that even if you're on the set it can be canceled that's happened to me before um where you're working and then they're like okay we're done this isn't working bye it's all canceled and you're like oh okay okay yeah, literally. All right. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah. So you, yeah, you kind of build this like resilience to people. And I don't know, that's where I see a lot of green actors and newer actors who get like super excited about like the potential of getting booked on something or they have a meeting and the director or casting person's like, yeah, you definitely got it. You definitely got it. And they're like banking on that, but you really can't. Yes, this, because this also has happened to me before, but not so much with that way, but it's more like as an influencer being casted for something. And oh, there were so yeah. many occasions. It was kind of like, first they were like, yeah, you're totally on it. And this thing is even just sometimes it's like you even sign a contract. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, and, and that's what's like makes people. me scared. I know. Oh, yeah. Uh, so... How does this like affected you like mentally like that, you know, because I feel like sometimes like especially when something is like so exciting or something that you're mm -hmm. so passionate about, because yes, at the end of the day, we get money for it. But like, that's not what it is for us. I feel like it's more about the project or something you're really, mm -hmm. really passionate about. Then it just yeah. doesn't happen. You're like, how did that affect you and how do you deal with it? So that's a great question. Um, I feel that with age and experience and dealing with a bunch of different productions canceling or someone doesn't like you on set or you your part gets deleted or they just completely don't use any of your footage all of those things like add up and either you're going to be like okay this is just kind of oh, this is kind of just like what happens in the industry or you get so bogged down by it and like affected that you don't want to do it anymore. And when I was first starting out like professionally, I definitely, I'm a Pisces. So like I take shit really personally and get offended easily. And so I was like heartbroken over like distasteful comments about the way I look or uh, directors kind of taking advantage of your, uh, your greenness. Um, and now I'm at the point of where I, I don't get too excited about a production that I've been booked on until I'm on the set. Like I even had a meeting before this with a director who says he wants to book me in his next feature. I mean, the amount of times I've heard this where it's like, oh, you're perfect. Wow, I love your look. Your acting reel is amazing. And then it's like they book someone else. And there's so many different moving parts in this industry that sometimes it's not you. It It's like, oh, funding, it needs the actress to have a, a bigger name so they can't use you. Or you don't match the age bracket. Or there's so many different parts that you just can't really take it personally anymore. So I just don't, of course there's moments where I'm like, bummer, but I try to just always be moving forward and not get too bogged down by it. Mm, I, I get it. I got you. What about there, like, like mm -hmm. there's moments when I'm like, Oh, that sucks. Like I really wanted that. I did five auditions and never got a call back. So it, you just kind of can't take it personally. No, I totally, I totally get it. What about like the mm -hmm. times? Like, I mean, this is especially happens to me, but like, I don't know how much it also like you know applies to you. Like, there were so many times like that I have worked with so many photographers. Like, I mean, it was such a like great like experience that like I got to do that. But you know, like you get so excited at least like when sometimes like they post you or like they feature you as like one of the models or anything like that. Then you see that like in the same photo shoot they pick someone else. 
or like they literally pick anyone else or like a bunch of other people but you because one time i mean just like i'm not offended but it was just kind of like oh okay i this was like a i think there was this company they were like um very new startup and they were doing something for charity uh and this was going to be featured on vogue so i was like oh my god this is so exciting and i remember my manager literally booked me on this and i was like oh my god this is going to be my press thing so i was excited yeah. to be on vogue and they literally because i think there was like only maybe 10 models there they picked i think maybe six and i was not in it uh mm-hmm. i mean i remember i was like crushed not because like i mean maybe it wasn't personal or anything like that but i remember how much it was meant for me or anything like that uh that like it would have helped me in my career i know you know anything like that happened to you and like how just kind of yeah. like oh my god oh my like gosh. how can i get through oh. that okay so let me tell you this one story so I was working on a feature film. I was starring in it. It was um, the first film that flew me to Europe. And I was like, what? Great. Yeah. Actress. Like, I felt like a, like a, like a Hollywood actress kind of getting flown to Portugal, working on a feature. They hired a bodyguard for me for some reason, even though like, I'm not anyone. <laughs> I was like, really excited. So I get there and the director looks at me and she's like female and she's like, Oh, um, we need to like, have you lose like 10 pounds before we start production. before we start production, like literally says it to my face. And I'm like, Oh, I get it. Like I'm an American. I'm we're like kind of, <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, no, I totally get it. But that like hurts to hear. And then I'm like, okay, so then I have more anxiety about the way I look. So that affects your acting ability too. And I just remember like all of the production, everyone was constantly talking about my weight and how I looked and they'd be like, it was just like, I felt like such an object. They'd be like, all right, well, Sarah's not going to go down to the hotel room, hotel brunch because she doesn't need to eat. And like, it was so unhealthy and I didn't realize it because I was like 22 and I was like, oh, I'm, I don't know. Like, this is just how it is. Like, I have to like agree with it because like I said, I want the movie to work and I don't want to look like fat on camera. And I just remember those moments where I was just like, I felt like shit and I was embarrassed and it made me start throwing up. And I don't have an eating disorder, but during that movie I did, every time I'd eat, I'd get anxiety. And then I would overeat cause I was so hungry. And then I'd be like, oh my God, they're going to get mad at me. So then I would throw it up. So I was like bulimic for like three months. So there's, it's definitely like a fucked industry at times. I think it's getting a lot better um, as far as like body positivity, using different walks of life, using different skin colors, all different types of humans. But I've definitely many, many times been in positions, even when I booked the job where they're kind of like not really favoring me or um, kind of, like being left out on set kind of if the whole crew like already like had knows each other really well and you're kind of the new one in and they don't really like like your vibe so there's been plenty of that and in the moment you feel embarrassed but all you can do is like do a good job on set do what you're hired to do and then leave and all they can say about you is like yeah she you know she did a good job um i didn't really like her personality but like she didn't mess up her line she was a good actor so no yeah. i get it speaking of like body positivity because i know like this is such a big topic and everyone always mm-hmm. like especially on social media which i totally support whenever like you know people show their scars or like you know show their like certain part of their bodies that that's not super attractive or like people just like mm-hmm. you know you wouldn't able to post that before i mean i personally i totally agree with that like anything like that but i just feel like even the agencies though like that recruit or like they book for photo shoots or anything like that they do say they are inclusive or like they accept people but when it comes to audition or the casting it's like they literally pick people who are like i don't know 611 61 or like what do you think i i i see that too um i will even for me i'll get booked as like the bigger one on set even in so in LA I feel like it's worse here 
mm-hmm. because it's very like, oh, body fitness, fitness girls. And so I am not, I wouldn't consider myself a plus size model. Like that's not my, my measurements. No, like, not at all. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm just not. But even here, you can like tell, even though they're not outright saying it, it's like, the super skinny one. And then like, I'm the friend and you can tell like, I'm they're filling that like plus size with me. And it's not fair because I'm not even plus size. So for the plus size girls and boys, like that's not properly like uh, representing them, which I think is not right. Like, I think the industry is a lot of talk where they're like, yeah, like, you know, um, gay pride, positivity, all this shit. And then they don't ever do it really. Yeah, and that's why I'm coming at like, I mean, this might be just me because I I mean, I personally haven't spent that much time in L.A. Every Mm -hmm. single time I'm there, it's just kind of like a week or two. Then I go back. But like from what I have experienced there, it's just kind of like this, too. It's like they would literally say so nice, nice things to your face or like they would like, you know, agree with so many levels. And you're kind of like, oh, my God, we are best friends or like stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Then you're just kind of like. Uh, you see stuff not happening in the background or like you just kind of see like the other way around that like mm-hmm. everything is just so fake then oh, it's just yeah. what is so weird to me is that because I'm so used to just people being honest with me like yes if I am like like if I'm not good for this tell me and I'm okay with it like I wouldn't take a person like I get it but like when you tell me that I am good for this then I expect you know, email or response from you, then right. I don't get it. Then all of a sudden they're kind of like, I hear from someone else that like, apparently I was not meant for this at all. What was I thinking? Uh-huh. So ha- I see that mm-hmm. all the time. I see that with even with just human being to human being, not even in the industry. I mean, everyone out here is in the industry, but um, oh yeah, even like, friends you make oh yeah like we'll totally hang out I love your work I'm gonna submit you to this person I think you'll be great for that or it's like everyone who you meet is only concerned with your followers only concerned with your Instagram how cool you are on Insta like it's all about that and that's something that I truly miss about New York is being able to be authentic and yourself and get booked on a project due to your talent and your look rather than if I bought a hundred K followers, it's like here, I'll just see the breakdowns of castings where it's like, don't even submit unless you're at like 200 K minimum. And it's just really interesting because as you know, being an influencer, a lot of it's not real. A lot of it's pods. A lot of it is like, we help each other and like comment on each other's shit. Like it's not real. And like, as, we can like spot that out. So it's just funny when I'll be working on a production, even sometimes I help with casting and they'll be like, Oh, look at her Instagram. She has a million followers. And I'm like looking at it and I'm like, Oh, it's fake. Like these comments are like, they're in a group. Like, so it's not going to end up helping your production, but they think it will. So they want to book people who have like big followings now. Yeah, no, it's just kind of sad thing. Not like to say like they are not equally talented, but I just Mm -hmm. feel like there are so many people that I have seen that like they are just as much talented or like even better, but like because Mm -hmm. they have like maybe 10K or even less. uh, So they're just going to be like not booked at all or like not even considered at all. Oh, for sure. Even, I mean, I don't have that many. I have like 34 something and that's even helped me get booked on roles. Like sometimes if I get booked on something and then I make friends with the casting or producer, I'll be like, I'll ask questions about casting. So like, what made you book me? Like, what could I do something better? And they'll be like, honestly, it was between you and this girl and you had more followers. So it's like, you could have been better than me, you know? No, yeah. and that's the part like that just makes me so upset sometimes. Like, I mean, this is the last thing I'm gonna say about it, but like, it's just kind of like everyone always says like, yeah, followers doesn't matter. It's all about the engagement. Or it's all about like how much you get it. But I'm just oh like, God. tell this to people or brands or people who book you. Literally, when they look at you, they don't see Sarah or they don't see Merce. They are like, oh, Merce has this 60k and Sarah has this. Oh, that girl has million oh, yeah. or 100k. Let's get her. Yeah, I know, and it's like. It's fake sometimes. And also the thing that I think is funny is how 
they're like, oh, we, the engagement, the engagement, you and I both know that engagement shit ain't real either. It's not real. None of it is real. It's like, you can like have people do that for you. Exactly. No, I literally know influencers. I mean, like, I mean, they're like not bad people, but I'm just saying like their management literally is doing everything because they got like, I remember like, she actually we were friends before but like now she moved that away uh she got like really popular through a tiktok Uh and she got signed with an agency through tiktok and they were literally like just automating all her stuff i mean yes she was making the content but like everything engagement related and everything like that it was all through automated yeah i mean which is like yeah i mean it looks good from the outside but i'm just seeing like how much of it is actually you know real when you see it that's just so funny because it's not real (laughs) no no and that's why i'm coming at like how do you i mean this is like me i always answer this but like i also ask this to someone else too how do you like stop comparing yourself or like when that happens you're just kind of like what do i do like how do you make it stop or like find ways to stop I mean, comparative thinking in itself is just so destructive, even if it's not through Instagram. I mean, of course, we all know when you're scrolling on Insta and you see like these hot bodies and these like bikinis or these like cool outfits like in New York or in Europe or doing something fun. Like it, you're like, oh, well, fuck me. What am I doing? I'm at my home watching Netflix, eating pizza. it's like, I think it is helpful when you do work in it because you know it's not real. And the more people you meet, the more you see like, oh, that person like looks like a normal human in real life. They're not like crazy photoshopped. Um, I wish I didn't have an Instagram. I used to love it because I love photography. Um, and now I just, I do feel like it's such an exhausting thing i mean it's helpful sometimes like i get to be creative with like skincare lines and i really do enjoy that but i just i hate having anxiety about being like oh is this photo gonna not get many likes and then i'm gonna look like a loser or something so i get exhausted by it i definitely do if i could like write my career i would just full-time be an actor and a host and not have to be like Hey guys, like right now I'm on set. Look, I'm proving it to you. Like I'm doing something cool with my life. Um, But it's like kind of the generation we're in. No, I get it. Yeah. And this is actually a very good like segue to like what I was going to ask next. So because I know everyone, even myself, like I have like certain persona, I guess like that's that I have on social media and I mean, not to say like, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's kind of like one part of me because I have literally got so many times uh, people describing me in a completely different way that like I wouldn't say that's me, but I guess that's Mm -hmm. what they see from my Instagram. So what would you say to you like that? Like, is is this like Sarah, Sarah, or is it like one of the personas or is it like some character because you're an actress too? You know what I mean? Like you have like three ways of going it. Okay, so like truth session here, like looking at my Instagram. Okay, it's like fully photos of where I look great in. Like I don't look like these photos every day, but I will say I try to like, especially if it's not for a brand, if it's just me posting, like I really try to not edit it where it's like too perfect because I don't want to go to a casting and then they're like, oh, you look nothing like your page. <laughs> like, so I really try not to edit my shit. Um, I, I would say that I don't fully let the real Sarah out on my Instagram. Like I'm definitely way more vulgar. I'm way more like risk taker and kind of like a nutty girl, like weird, quirky girl. And I don't really show that on there. I'd say it's more like, oh, she's like a working actor, kind of artistic, um, has blonde hair, (laughs) you know. Um, I'd say that I definitely curate it for sure. It's not just like real me, but I do try to 
show my real body, my real face and not edit it too much for sure. No, I got but you. At the, and like at the end of the day, because I want it to be, it's kind of like the new headshot and the new resume. So I try to always take photos when I'm on set, if I'm allowed to, to showcase that I am working. And like, these are the fun productions I'm working on to hopefully get booked in another production. No, I got you. Like when I look at yours, I, I, I actually like it a lot. Like it's it's kind of like a professional resume too. Like I see that. I totally see that. It's mm -hmm. like, it, it's kind of like because I can see like what you're doing and also outside of that. It feels very professional. It doesn't seem so much like a personal account. Right, right. But the thing is, though, I do wish that I, I don't know, I definitely don't share me being like, like, like you're partying or going out like your stories is not like that or you I, no, I feel like most of your stories is generally like very business or like from the picture work. yeah very work. like oh I'm on set or like look at this new brand and I do I love photography so much like I I especially love skincare because like you got to preserve um and I love taking photos of that um but I do think I could be more authentic to my personality. I think I've definitely been a little like intimidated by the wide web of like evil people commenting. Like I've definitely been in like YouTube videos and I've seen some content that's been put out of me and people like shred you They'll be, like really bad. So I kind of just try to keep it basic for work, but mm -hmm. I, I think I could grow mentally personally and on my instagram of showing a little bit more into like the real me and like my everyday life rather than just when i have makeup on or when i am modeling skincare so you would say the reason you are doing this is because like you think that like you know if they see the real sarah or if you put like more about it like you would get like hey comments or you would think that like people just make fun of you i think so i remember mm -hmm. so when i first when Instagram first started being like the thing, I was working for Disney Channel Japan and I got like 20,000 followers from that. And I remember being, this was like, I don't know, seven years ago. And I was really like, I couldn't post like raunchy material or anything. It had mm -hmm. to be very like cookie cutter because I was, it was the first time I had like, I guess, fans. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Like, I don't want to like offend anyone. And I know it was a lot of like um, Japanese culture. So I didn't want to like uh, offend it really. No, I so totally get I think it. I, after that, I just was like, all right, I'm not going to be like cursing or showing like dead animals or being weird on it. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I kind of let that be my personal life with my friends. No, I got you. I got you. Yeah. So in that case, how do you like, how do you express yourself? Because I feel like for me, at least, like I try to express my like, I can't express all of myself like on uh, t on Instagram. I guess like most mm -hmm. of the stuff I like that I probably wouldn't able to post or like I would be so self-conscious to post on Instagram. I post on TikTok. Like, how okay. do you do it? So I actually had to do TikTok for my job and mm -hmm. I actually didn't like it. And it's funny because I'm a really outgoing like. Comedian. Yeah, I really thought you would like it. I hate it. <laughs> I fucking hate it. And oh I think it's because I'm like, I don't know. I. Is it because it's too I, cringy? It, just, it is. It, yeah, it is cringe. But one of my friends, she like, I try to get her to make me like it. Like I want to like it and I want to do it, but. I don't like it. And I don't know. Um, I'd say though, I express myself, my real self, kind mm -hmm. of my authentic self in person when I'm on set, when I'm meeting people, when I'm mm -hmm. chatting, when I'm like, just living my life. Cause I do feel like sometimes I don't want to like be on this all the time and like put everything about me. Okay. So this is my coffee today. Oh my God. Blah, 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 blah. Like, I just kind of want to be like, with a human maybe i'm like old-fashioned i don't know but i like interacting with people i'm a huge people person and i don't know sometimes it just feels like i do get this a lot where people are like oh you're really funny i would not expect that from your instagram like you look like a pretty model or something like you you're really kind of like out there huh 
So I do get that a lot. And it's kind of like a nice surprise though. Cause they're like, Oh, she's actually like down to hang or something. <laughs> I know. Right. Like, that's a very, very good surprise. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Other question I was going to ask is like, how do you deal with yourself? Like, this is just generally like when you're like kind of down or like when the yeah. things are just like not going the way it should be. I mean, this is just <laughs> at least me. Like when, Because generally, I always try to plan things ahead or I'm just kind of like, oh, like this is what's going to happen. I'm just hoping it will happen. Then it yeah. just doesn't happen. You're just like, okay, I don't know what to do. Also, sometimes like things out of your control, you know, if the production is canceled or like something uh, is canceled. Oh, yeah. like, For sure. Um, okay, so work related, I've definitely gotten better at not like mentally jumping off a cliff because I've been there where I've just been like, depressed. I was like, I thought this was going to make my career. I thought I was going to like star in this series. I had such a good shot. Um, but like, I guess also everyone's been dealing with the pandemic. This 2020 year has been crazy. So there's been ups and I mean, more mm -hmm. so downs for everyone in general. Yes. I just had to deal with this. When I feel down, whether it's work, body, health, relationships, money, um, I try to like talk to myself in a way of being like a third person and being like, it's not going to stay like this forever. Mm -hmm. I honor my sadness and I'll cry again. I'm a Pisces. <laughs> so like I'll honor it and be like depressed girl in the bed and like be like, that's okay. But things I do to like keep my energy happy and positive, like definitely try to work out, not even just to be like, look good just for my head, my brain, try to be around nature. Um, also, I feel like trying to, if someone is not serving me, like let them know that in a respectful way. And if they're not going to work on that with you, then like get rid of them. This year, I've really started to kind of do that where I'm like, okay, I'm not really getting anything out of this relationship, work relationship, friendship anymore. Um, I don't need this really. So kind of like honoring your needs fully without feeling like a burden. Cause that's something I personally struggle with is always being like bending. Like, what do you need? What can I do for you? Like, I just want to make you happy. I don't care about me at all. Like that is what I want. And then that kind of catches up with you a little bit. Um, so trying to just be super authentic with what, your true needs are it has been helping me a lot and that like makes your like brain and feel good about it no for also, sure food oh my gosh intake on food so i'm a vegan but i'm not like oh my god you can't eat chicken you're an <laughs> asshole like you're going to hell <laughs> i feel like when i eat crap food i get so depressed automatically so if i'm starting to go down that road i'll like change my diet to super healthy because if I eat kind of like really sugary or fatty carby foods, then it magnifies my depression. No, I totally get it. Yeah, I got you. So what yeah. about like, you know, because since you have been acting so long, has it been like any characters that like kind of like affected you in a way? Because, you know, you have to kind of get into that like yeah. head. Like have has it be become like because I have checked this a lot, like apparently so many actors, when they have gotten to so many like roles that are so difficult for them, they became mentally like unstable after the movie or like because like they were doing it for so long. Yeah, um, that's definitely really true, especially if the actor fully embodies what they're working on. Mm -hmm. And you just do, you can't not, because then it's like not a good production. You have to fully be that character. Um, I would say, so I was working on this series called Zodiac series and my character, her name is Benny and she's like total classic mean girl bitch. And my hair was super blonde and I was in this cute outfit all the time. And I was playing like a teen mean girl and I was there for like, Like two weeks it wasn't that long but it was still like a I mean I was filming every day being in character and I did feel a lot meaner like even after the production like I'd be like okay like no I'm not doing that like super like flip it and then I had to like check myself I'm like okay why am I acting like this and it was 
definitely because of my character was so mean all the time. Um, and then I worked on this feature. Um, it was a horror movie and my character gets murdered like very dramatically. And I mean, that type of stuff is also super intense where you're like dying. Um, it's actually really taxing on the body too, where you're like tired. Even some of these self tapes I have to do where they're like, you have to memorize a lot. You have to really get into character and it's like a full fledged production basically. So yes, that does happen quite often, but you just really have to like nurture yourself and be like, it's okay. It's not real. You're just tapping into another perspective of yourself. So mm, got you. Okay. Yeah. Because I have talked about like just one entire episode about like New York City. So I want us to like talk a little bit about LA and also like kind of compare <laughs> New York City okay. to LA. Yes. So yes. what are like your like what were your initial thoughts about LA? Like when you first coming here, like visiting versus like what you actually find out? So, okay. I, I've been by coastal for like five years now and mm-hmm. I'm originally from New York. So like New York's like my home heart, New York girl for sure. So like I'll always favor New York. Um, but visiting the LA is way easier than living in LA. Like it's so easy to visit here because it's sunshine. You can get your coffee. You can go to the beach. There's great things for tourists. Um, but living here is like a totally different story because I mean, there's so much traffic. It's not like New York where you can take the damn subway anywhere. It's like, you need a car and you, you're going to be in your car for like all your half your day. And a lot of the work I do is at these random studios that are in bum fuck, like, and the Uber, like I'm actually getting a car this week and the, the Ubers will be like 50 bucks each way. So it does add up. And everything isn't as accessible as New York where like you, I miss those days where I'd be like going in for a meeting somewhere. Then I'd go work out. Then I'd go to Trader Joe's and then I'd go, um, walk in the city or walk anywhere. Cause you really can walk anywhere. Um, and you can't do that here. If you walk around, people think you're like a meth addict. <laughs> like they'll be like, Oh, you're like, I literally this morning, um, went for, I could have walked a mile, which is nothing in New York. And, my cousin's like, wait, what? Why are you going to do that? Because it's like not how you do things here. Um, And again, though, it's so easy. You agree with me on this to romanticize New York. Living in New York also isn't the easiest thing. Like whatever industry you work in, it is taxing on your soul to live in New York. Unless you're like, even if you have like all the money in the world, you're still in the freaking apartment building. And yes, in yes. the concrete jungle. Oh my god! But I do. I know. I get that. And the cool thing though about LA, positive would be space. Like mm-hmm. my apartment is big, and I paid the same that I paid in New York, and I have for a, a closet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have a two bedroom, two living room, one bath, garage. Like it's not. It's big, and it's the same price. So you know, there's. It's so up and down it's like 50 50 i'd say where it's like annoying things about new york and annoying things about la Mm, no i totally get you but like other thing is like this is something i have noticed maybe i am completely wrong uh (laughs) yeah price wise i feel like also like the way that it is because i feel like new york is dirty la is dirty you know like yeah it's very similar i feel like so similar but what about like culture-wise like the society because i feel like new york is like you know it's so famous for like nightlife like because everything Mm. in here well let's let's not consider the pandemic right now but before the pandemic you know (laughs) everything was kind of like you know almost 24 7 like until 5 (sighs) a.m i know in la everything kind of closes like maybe 2 a.m like it's just not a lot you know unless you go to like mansion parties which is again i don't know who would generally you don't get invited to those so right right Um, and if you do, it's like weird and people are trying to like be inside you. It's just, I know get into your pants. That's literally all they (laughs) want. It's all they want. And they want you to like sniff cocaine off them. It's just like, not, no. Again, with the accessibility of New York, LA closes so early, even like the grocery, it's like 8 PM or delivery. They're like, we're closed at six. I'm like, I can't deal with that. Um, 
And talking about the cultures, I something about LA compared to New York. I miss New York being like, you can go get coffee and look like shit. It doesn't matter. Here in LA, it's like, oh, I need to like have my hair done and like my makeup on or else I'm going to get like chastised at like this coffee shop next door. So you're always kind of having to like, I, I don't know, maybe not everyone. I just feel like this. I'm currently in West Hollywood right now and mm-hmm. it's very like, People like are cute. They're in their cute fitness attire all the time and look a certain way. And I just feel like in New York, you can get away with just being yourself more than here where you're always having to like kind of try here to like Mm -hmm. fit in almost. Um, Also, it's just everyone's so obsessed with who you are and how many followers you have or who you're related to here. New York, it's like, there's so many different jobs you can have. It's not like everyone in New York is a freaking influencer. Here it's like, oh, I'm on TikTok. I'm, I'm going to talk with me. My daddy owns the Grammys. So I'm like, all right. Like, fuck. I remember that's I feel- the funny part. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's also like in New York, you can kind of start up from nothing. You can... You're like, oh, I want to do this in my career and I'm going to work at it and learn and do it. And here it's just more, way more judgy, way more judgy. Yeah, because I remember like two, it was two years ago, maybe when I visited L.A. And that time I I think I had like 29, 27K. And mm-hmm. I was like, I, I don't know who I was meeting, but like it was something for like photo shoot. Then they were like, how many followers do you have? And this girl, I think, I don't know how I ended up in the same room as her because she had like, I think uh, 200K was like a verified account and stuff. Uh-huh. And she's like, oh, that's cute. Oh my God. Ew, that's so like, oh, that's cute. You only have 30K. She's like, yeah, that's cute. That's cute. Ew, I could throw up. <laughs> I was yeah, like, oh, she's, she likes me. <laughs> I was like, she likes me. I know. It's, I know. I, yep. Okay, other thing I was going to say, this is something I have experienced because, like, one time I was in L.A. for, like, solid three weeks. And mm-hmm. I thought, like, you know, because I had also friends there. Also, like, I mean, some friends, but also some, like, Instagram friends. Uh-huh. You know, I'm not going to, like, not to shade it at all. Like, but it's just yeah. kind of like, you know, like, we haven't met in real life. So I don't sure. know if you are friends. So, like, there were plans that would happen or, like, we would meet. But, like, then it just got so lonely to me because, like, I I had work to do. Then also I couldn't meet them or, like, they were kind of like, yeah, we will talk. Then they just never texted me or anything like that. Then I also heard from so many people, like, it gets so lonely in L.A. Like, or just to make friends even. Like, I'm not even talking about relationships at all. I'm just talking about, like, just friends. I agree with that. I think LA is harder to make friends than New York is. I think, and it's funny because New York gets the reputation of being like, Rude. oh, everyone there's a dick or like, yeah. no one is friendly, but no, they are. And people are more open to whatever human you are there. Um, here, it's definitely like more class systems and more like, you have to know someone to be friends with this person. It's very like friend of friends. And it's like a party you're always trying to get invited to almost. It's like a group you're trying to get into. Um, but then there are, like I have made really amazing friends here that I feel like I'm talking so much shit on LA right now. But I feel like you just have to not get sucked into that. If you have like a good group of friends that you trust and you hang out with, you get your social fix in with, then that's fine. Um, and I do have that. So, but LA definitely is more lonely because it's bigger too. You can get on the subway and go see your friend or just be like, oh, let's go meet in Union Square or something. And like, go for a walk in the city. Here it's like, am I really going to drive 25 minutes to see you? I love you, but like, I don't really want to. So. No, that, that I 100% like, agree. Yeah. Right? Like even with my girl, she's literally in the other room. Like we'll make plans but it never happens because no one feels like driving (laughs) so that's kind of how it is like if you don't work with each other it's harder to hang out i'd say and like keep plans also like correct me if i'm wrong or like if you are like living in the west and uh, your friendly is in the east there's 100 percent chance that like you're not going to meet each other oh yes west side if you live over there where santa monica or venice i was literally there this morning um no one like crosses the 10 to hang out 
ever. And so, of course, I would, I think I'd prefer to live over on the west side. I don't, I live more inland, but I would never make it to auditions. I would never make it to like meetings or studio sessions. So you kind of have to like, like really make a plan and try to stick with it. No, I got you. But since you have been like bi-coastal, where do you think like you belong? Or like which oh part God. like, you know, because like it's been so long for you, right? Like you have been like traveling back and forth a lot. Oh man, honestly, neither. I don't want to be in either. I don't, I've been in New York my whole life and then I've been here for, I don't know, is it a year? I don't know, two years maybe? I don't even know. I don't really want to live in either, but I have to for work. Um, I don't want to live in America, to be honest. I've been looking. Oh my god! Yeah, I don't. You and me both. Oh my god! Literally, I just like. Of course, it's like New York or LA. Work, friends, connections, things to do. Um, But if I'm comparing New York and LA right now in my life, I'd say LA, even though she's hating on it for an hour. Um, I want a yard i want a dog like a wiener dog i want i like being able to drive to the beach but the cool thing about living in manhattan is like my family does live in long island so i do have the ability to go home to see them but as much as i hate on la i do i am happier here right now so i guess if i'm you know like gun to my head type of thing i'd choose la okay Last note, this is something like, what are like some of the things that you're working on right now you want to talk about or just mention? Sure. Some of the things that you can mention, yeah, unless you sign yeah. an NDA. There are some NDAs in place, um, but I did just shoot, there's a series, it's going to drop before the election. Um, it's called Abe. I play a news anchor who is very funny. Um, it's very me. It's very like, I didn't really have to do much to prepare for it because mm-hmm. I am like a crazy outgoing reporter anyway. Um, it's very cool because it touches on a lot of things that are going on in our current world. Uh, the director and the writers, um, used all of our current events as inspiration for the, the series. So it's definitely like hits the nose on what we're dealing with, um, to the point of where they just shot the last, they're shooting like the last couple drone shots today. So some of the information is like some of the, um, the writing is literally based on like what happened this week in the news. So it's cool. Wow. It's really cool. Yeah. I'm really excited for that. Um, so that's happening. What else am I doing? Uh, uh, there's a lot of like things I'm in talks for, but I can't, I don't know if it'll happen. No, that's totally fine. Like, I just wanted to make sure um, like, you know, whoever is listening to this, so like they can also find you. Cause I know, oh, you yeah. know, you have your Instagram. I will definitely tag you, you know, uh, on yeah. the stories. Um, I will also put your, you know, anything that you want me to put on the description for the podcast. I will also definitely put that. Oh my you. gosh. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, cool. Sarah. Yeah. This was so oh much, so fun talking yeah. to you because i remember we have dms so many times just to like even like meet i remember one time when i was in la that i think you were not in town there's just so many times he was never like working out i know it's so funny where it's like you try to meet up with friends and then you're just like okay five months have gone by and like our schedules just haven't matched up (laughs) oh yeah i'm so happy we were able to do this me too thank you so much to be together i know when i'm in new york next i don't know when that's gonna be um I'll call you. Sounds good. I was just going to tell you the same. I'm like, when I am ever, because it was supposed to happen for Coachella, but then this is not happening anytime soon. So I know. Oh my gosh. Well, whenever you come, you have a place to stay with me. If you ever need to crash and don't feel like paying for a hotel. Sounds good. Thank you so much. Yeah. Bye everyone. Thanks for listening. Thanks guys for tuning in. (laughs) 